Welcome to the Spectrum series. This podcast is all about learning how to smile through the storms because life is one big spectrum and we each have our own paths to create and our different parts to play. I'm Claudia and throughout the series I'll be chatting with some amazing people who have their own inspiring stories. On today's episode I'll be taking to the mic on solo mode to share 10 things you should know about my autism. So let's get started. There are so many stigmas and stereotypes surrounding disability and mental health knocking around within society today. And one of the biggest comes with autism. So for a little bit of background, I got my official diagnosis after dealing with many mental health difficulties and a stay in a psychiatric hospital back in 2014. I received a diagnosis of having a high functioning autism spectrum disorder condition, which is also known as Asperger's syndrome. And I found a really, really captivating way of describing my Asperger's is using a quote from the National Autistic Society, say. And they say that people with Asperger's syndrome see, hear and feel feel the world differently to other people. And I totally agree with that. And I really, really like the fact which they use the words different, not deficient. A little while back, I conducted a survey where I asked the general public about some of the things that come to their mind when they think of the word autism. And this has kind of helped to form the basis for some of the points that I'll be making within this podcast. Number one, it's not a disorder. It's just a reordering of my life. And for me, my autism means that I process things in a completely different way. And in society, we all have our own individual ways of doing things. So my order of doing things means that sometimes it can be quite difficult for me to adapt to new environments and situations you know if I already have a routine or process a thought in my head it can be a challenge but it also makes each day different and every day is a new day with so much variety there number two just because I'm verbal doesn't mean that I'm not autistic a lot of people see on the media you know, portrayals of people with autism as being non-verbal and only having the ability to use hand gestures or kind of vocal tics to communicate with. Now, although there are many people on the spectrum who aren't verbal and who use physical actions in order to communicate, I see myself as extremely lucky to be able to communicate through words and I've always kind of been verbal. In fact, people do say that I talk too much, probably why I'm making this podcast right now, but... (laughs) Oh, my life. So I express myself and communicate using words, but sometimes it can be really difficult to find them. But I find that using an online thesaurus or a word chart, like a word wall, brain maps, kind of helps because there's some amazing resources out there that can really help me to pinpoint how I'm feeling and also make it easier for me to say what I need to say and communicate with others who might not know that I have autism. Number three. I don't have a special talent, but that doesn't mean I'm not autistic. We see it all the time in media, people like the Rain Man and Savantism as part of having an autistic spectrum disorder. It means that you are, you know, you've got an IQ which is through the roof or you have a really special talent which makes you a genius. Now, I don't have any of that, but that doesn't mean that I'm not autistic. And because autism is a spectrum disorder, You can fall anywhere within, almost like a washing line. You can, you know, one person might be pegged on one of the severe ends for intellectual disability and I might be on the more creative end or vice versa. You know, so it really does come down to the individual. 
and within society in general not just amongst people who have autism who have autism there is so much so much which we can do we just sometimes unfortunately don't get the opportunity to express ourselves and to show our talents which i think is a real shame but i think that society is moving towards it more by recognizing that yes we are human too and we just need the opportunities to show our talents and show our skills to be the best people the best humans that we possibly can be in fact i'm absolutely terrible at maths and i failed my english first time around in school so i'm not a genius when it comes to writing and spelling and all that kind of stuff I'm more of kind of got the creative side. That's where I see myself as having talent in. Number four, I do not have a sixth sense, but that doesn't mean I'm not autistic. So some people think, again, a little bit like with number three and savantism, we have special talent, we can hear. You know, I'd, I'd love to be able to hear like a dog and hear things, you know, miles and miles away, but that I'm just going to face it. That's never going to happen. Or is it? So my senses just work differently to other people. And some people on the autistic spectrum also have a condition called synesthesia. And I actually have synesthesia as well. So for me, this means that I see sound visually as pictures, colors, and shapes. And sometimes when there's so much stimulus in the fast paced, you know, bustling world, which we live in, where it's constantly, you know, go, go, go 24 seven, it can be really tricky to cope with this at times. And sometimes it can be difficult for me to block block it out and focus on what's important over time but I've become better at that and I think what it takes is knowing when you just need to get on with something so it's knowing how to prioritize I think around not just synesthesia but around your senses to focus on what's important at the time and the tasks which you need to get done number five I don't want any special treatment because I have autism. Now, we all need to support each other no matter what, if you have autism or not. And it can be sometimes quite tricky to work out how much support each individual actually requires who's on the autistic spectrum because it is a spectrum and there's so many different traits and also stigmas surrounding it and so many different ways of people dealing with you know, supporting somebody or living with a disorder. And my support, I think, comes from sharing my story and being open about the difficulties which I face. And also, I tend to focus on what I can achieve as opposed to what maybe I can't and never, ever will be able to achieve. And I don't really want to feel like a sub story that people feel sorry for me or see me any differently. And many people with autism, you know, we feel like this. And people say... A lot of the time all over the world that those with learning disabilities should be integrated within society and accepted and not just you know here's a box of tissues I feel sorry for you so I'm gonna cry about your story yes I've had people come up to me in the past when I've spoken and they've said wow you brought me to tears or you know you really impacted me through what you were saying and I say to them that's great you know I feel like if I can share my story with people and I and they they feel something, you know, I don't want another kid ending up the way which I ended up. And if I can use my story to help others without 
you know, having blaring lights on me and being this centerpiece, this idol for autism. You know, I'm I'm just a regular human. I'm just a regular person who just wants to try and bring a little bit of happiness to the world so that kids and adults with autism or even without autism can just feel like they are part of society too and they can feel wanted, needed and like they can be creative in whichever way they see fit. Number six, I do feel emotions and I do have autism. Sometimes people with autism, especially in the media, it gets portrayed a lot that we don't have feelings and, you know, we just this blank wall of no expression. Some days I am, you know, in the mornings, you do not want to cross with me until I've had my morning coffee. Then you can talk to me. That's fine. But we all feel things in different ways. And it can sometimes be a real challenge for me to actually get my emotions out in healthy, kind of positive ways. And we just need to be given the time to find methods of exploring our emotions that work for us. So for some people with autism, they let their emotions out through creative kind of methods such as music, you know, art and movement. And for others, they do so by talking. And for me, I use a mixture of blogging, podcasting, coffee, <laughs> and media, multimedia design and public speaking. But every person is different and no way is wrong. And I think that we're so quick to judge based on people's coping mechanisms that we don't really sit down with them and learn to understand maybe why they've decided to try out a certain way of doing things, you know, in order to express their emotions. But I think that the world is generally getting better in realising that people with autism, we are human and we still have feelings. Number seven, I cannot be cured of my autism. You know, there's been loads of studies on this. Oh, you can cure autism, blah, 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 blah. But I don't feel as if you can because, you know, I was born with this. It's not as if I woke up one day and I just had autism. Possibly it came to light after certain events which have happened to me that people started to pick up on it more. But I've always had it and it's always been a massive part of me. And it can't be cured no matter what experts say. However, it can be managed. And I can kind of condition my own thinking and kind of massage my brain in order to surviving within society. But it won't magically just disappear overnight. For some people, medication can help to soothe the situation. You know, many people with autism also use a mixture of therapy and intervention, kind of from support workers, can help to aid this reconditioning of the brain. For me, currently, I've had kind of a mixture of these in the past of medication and therapy and some have worked, some haven't. But what I now know is that the best form of therapy for me is self-therapy, creative therapy, getting out there, sharing my story and inspiring the world to embrace differences because it's boring being the same. If we were all the same, I wouldn't like to know. I really wouldn't like to know if we were all the same. Number eight, I cannot live an independent and fulfilling life if I am autistic. Now, this really gets on my nerves sometimes. And I think it stems back to what's portrayed through media platforms. Good old media, saving a day again. 
where everybody with autism either needs round-the-clock care or may be incapable of living by themselves. And whilst a large number of those who do have an autism spectrum condition do need this kind of support and are dependent on others to live and thrive, to put it bluntly, this simply isn't the case for everybody. I see myself as an example of how a person who has autism can thrive and live independently. I have just graduated from uni, I cook and clean for myself, travel all over the place by myself. You know, the list can go on and on and on of the things which I can do and I have a very independent personality. I like to go out there and do things and I can do things on my own. A lot of people are very similar to me as well. And I think it's really important to remember that even though I am able to do things, everybody with or without autism needs a support system in place just in case, you know, for if and when they may struggle with things. Because it's not all plain sailing. You know, we all need somebody there, autistic or not. Number nine, if I'm autistic, I must be an introvert and a loner. For the most part, to be honest with you, I am an introvert and I do like spending time by myself, but so do a lot of people who may have autism or may not have autism. For me, I just enjoy my own company, but I also love to be surrounded by people like friends and when I'm in coffee shops. You know, you can you can be lonely and still be surrounded by so many people, which I think people, you know, sometimes don't understand. You know, how, how can you be lonely whilst you're sat? around loads of people and you've got a great support network how can you be lonely and getting out into nature taking photos swimming cycling creating art in you know remote locations like up hills up trees I, I will go wherever I want to go and do whatever I want to do in order to help myself be creative and be the best person that I can possibly be and if people would like to share that with me then great but if they don't I just say okay I'm still going to go out today and I'm going to have a great time because I know that I can achieve whatever I want to achieve and I will achieve it. The final one, number 10. If I am autistic, I'm just somebody who causes problems. Honestly, when I hear this and I hear it a lot more often than you might expect, it really doesn't surprise me anymore because I... I just think that those who think like this who and who have the mentality are the ones who have the real problems, not us with autism. One of the causes of this thinking, I believe, is just such a lack of awareness and understanding. And maybe one of the ways we can break the stigmas surrounding autism and not just problem causes or those who act up for the sake of it is to just have direct conversations with those who have the opinions and to give them the opportunity to ask the questions. You know, there's no such thing as a stupid question, I always think. And we need to let people have the opportunity to be open and to ask us what they want to ask. We don't always have to answer, but it's good to show that there is awareness and there are spaces. And we, I think that those who have autism needs to need to go along to these spaces and need to stand up and say, look, we have autism, ask us what you want to ask and you can get the real story, not just what's reported in the media or what's reported on TV. But maybe by stepping up more as the autistic community, people, maybe they'll think twice and feel more comfortable with understanding and accepting autism for what it is. 
there's so much in society which is misunderstood you know mental health disability race religion gender and identity and it's so important to create these open spaces whether virtual within the media or face-to-face places just i think we need to all take a step back focus on what's important to us and if we've got a question just to ask it because it's better to ask and to talk about things and to be open and honest than to hide them away and live your whole life not understanding or feeling lost with the answers and knowing that it's okay to talk and share I think as well because a lot of people do hide because they just they don't know how to say things I think we all just need to be a little bit more caring a little bit more understanding autistic or not we all need to have just an open mind to things then I'm sure that the world would be a much better place so to wrap up this episode I think it's really important to remember that when it comes to autism each person with autism is different and has their own position within the spectrum and the support they will require will inherently vary so there is no one-size-fits-all approach I'm Claudia and this has been the Spectrum series Be creative, be inspired, be you.